Folks, welcome back uh, to another episode of Misguided Shenanigans. Today, fellas, is a special day. We arrive on May the 4th, probably the best holiday of the year. You know, I mean, Christmas is pretty good, but Star Wars Day is where it's at, guys. Should be a Um, national holiday. Of course, my name's Nick. It should be a national holiday. I totally agree with you. But my name's Nick. Uh, With us, obviously, is Finney. Uh, And we've got a special guest today, Jesse, who, along with us, is a Star Wars fanatic. Uh, So we wanted to bring him in. And uh, Jesse, I think we want to start with you, man. Like, what what got you into Star Wars? I mean, what what was the 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 gravitating force that brought you in? Oh, that's uh, I like that you use the force in there. Uh, I did. Thank you for uh, having me on. so I, th- I think ever since I discovered Star Wars as a as a young boy, um, and I think what does it to you know people today discovering it is that it's an epic, um, you know, the tale of light versus dark, um, and you know the rooting for the hero and and the 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 struggle between becoming the villain or the hero, and I think that. That to me, um, you know, watching the original trilogy and just seeing Luke progress, you know, and, and you wanted more. You wanted to see him become that Jedi Knight. You wanted to see more of that training he did with Yoda. And, and then by the time you get the Jedi and he walks in there and he's cocky, man, and he's just talking to Java. And then, you know, boom, you know, just it hits. <laughs> um, I used to watch these movies on repeat. Um, and we'd get together with friends and we would just talk about everything, just speculate and anything we could do, you know, to find out, you know, more about the Star Wars universe, whether it was reading some of the extended novels that were out there and what happened, what happens after Return of the Jedi, you know, Luke goes and builds a temple, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, you know, what about this and what about that? And it just became so much of a, like you said, a force uh, bringing you yep. into this this fandom, uh, but also giving you, um, you know, just that escape, that fantasy escape from you know everything else around you, and just going into the world of Star Wars, and 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 even here we are setting, you know, it's twenty some odd, thirty some odd years later for me, yeah. you know, and we're talking about Star Wars, me too. and and how much of an impact it has on life. Um, you know, it, it is, it is gone with me from every step of my, you know, my life, my kids are into star Wars. I, you know, there was no way they were not going to like star Wars and they right. are the new generation of star Wars fans. They love the new shows that are on the new movies. And I love that, you know, their star Wars is not my star Wars, uh, right. but it's all star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like the, what they love about it is not necessarily what I loved about it. Um, uh, you know, and, and of course, uh, you know, visiting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney World when it opened, uh, you know, and then being oh, yeah. there for the Rise of Resistance. I'm telling you, boom, you know, it's just mind blowing. You walk in and you see a life-size Millennium Falcon. And and if you did not tear up when you see that on your first shot, oh. when you walk into Galaxy's Edge, if you do not tear up, then I, I want to question you. I want to question where yeah. is your loyalty? <laughs> because it's just, you know, that is the ship, the ship of, of that, that binds all of the Star Wars together and so much history there. So, um, but yeah, I, I, 
everything I've done, you know, through life, it, it likens back to Star Wars, you know, whether it was dressing up as Darth Vader in the costume party at work, you know, <laughs> or watching some, you know, so, you know, deep dive YouTube videos on who Revan was or what, you know, the, the, the oh, yeah. you know, the, the backstories and, and, and goodness gracious, the Mandalorian, uh, you know, I think that that's awakened, um, that's so the good. true force awakens. I think for a lot of fans out there is to get that mm-hmm. tie back to the original trilogy and Boba Fett. Oh my gosh. So, and then when you see Luke, I could just go on all day. So you're going to have to stop me about this. So, but so, no, it's, oh, it's it just hits you right. No, there. I mean, it's, yeah, that's exactly, but that's exactly what I was going for. Like for me, like I remember I never got to see him in the theaters. But I remember I was living in Chicago, Illinois, and our neighbor was a really good friend. And he was a single dude from what I can remember. But he walked over one day and he handed me a copy of the VHS Star Wars trilogy. And he said, you need to watch this. And I said, all right, I'm in. And along with that was like a big league chew Uh, it was like a cloth football, like an old school cloth football, but like what got that was, that's what I remember. Like I grew up on the original trilogy and I, you know, much, I'm sure like your kids did. I I don't want to speak for you, but like my son is 10. I have an older one who's 21, but I came into his life when he was around nine or 10. And so both of my boys grew up on four, five and six, you know, New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. That's what they grew up on. You know, I didn't show them one, two, and three until a lot later in life. You know, I mean, because I grew up on four, five, and six, but I well, mean, it just. You didn't want to ruin it go for ahead, go ahead, <laughs> with one, two, and three. Because no, let's be it, honest, those were awful. Well, <laughs> well, and that's something, but I think that's a good topic too, because I, I'm curious to what Jesse thinks about that as well. So, like, my take on one, two, and three originally. Like I stayed up late. We waited in line overnight to get into the theater. I remember in that Georgia at AMC. It was AMC eighteen something or other wherever we were in Georgia at the time. Somebody stole your CD. But we stayed up. Somebody stole my out. CD case. That's another story. That's a whole other fucking story. But like I remember when one, two, and three came out, every single movie I stayed overnight in line to make sure I had a good spot to get tickets and make sure I got in the theater. Right. And that's, I mean, and when I saw, you know, episode one, I kind of walked out and I was like, uh, that's not what I expected. But <laughs> the beauty of that now is, is that now that we had seven, eight and nine, I have more appreciation for one, two one, and two, three. three. Yes. Than yes. I did before. Am I wrong here, Jessica? Like, do you feel that way as well? I, I, I totally agree. And I think like you, um, I remember um, I was not even 16 yet when the movie released, right? I was just, just right before my 16th birthday. Um, yep. But I remember thinking to myself, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, episode one, um, the countdown, yeah. all the all the promo beforehand, you know. The toys, I, I remember going the memorabilia. To Pizza Weekly just so I could get those cup toppers, you know, with the, I the have Yoda. Them all. And the, um, you know, yep. those were the things that drove me. 
and then you know you know lightsaber battle out in the parking lot in front of the movie theater you know (laughs) waiting you know people scalping these tickets and good lord if there was ever a time you could scalp tickets for a movie it was episode one and people paid out the nose for it they were the most coveted tickets you could get um but I, i like you i think i think for me it was it was not you come out of it feeling like okay all right. All right. Let's see what they do with number two. Let's see what they do right. with this. Okay. Because you're, you're thinking, okay, yes, I'm excited. I'm getting a little more of a backstory here, but who's Jar Jar? What the hell is this? Uh, you know? Yes. Where, where yes. is he coming from? You know, I <laughs> yes. mean, and, and by the way, I've got a pretty good Jar Jar impression. So uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to break that out for you later. Um, but absolutely. I'll be honest. Um, but you looking at seven, eight, nine, and going back and looking, I'm like, okay, well, these movies look great <laughs> because at least you had that influence of, you know, the, you know, George, where George Lucas was wanting to take it, and you know, that backstory. And regardless of what you feel about Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, or um, by the way, Ian McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi is fantastic. Perfect so, casting. I agree. Um, I, I think he probably alone was probably the driving factor for those movies as far as what yep. my, you know, what I looked forward to going back and looking at that. Um, but definitely, um, I think that you know, again, seven, eight, nine. My kids love them. They're great. Yep. And I had high hopes. I did. I had really high hopes. Um, Me too. It, and I think we just have to accept it and say, okay, this is just part. This is a part of this whole Star Wars chapter so of what's going on because, yeah. I kind of disagree with all this. So for me, 4, 5, and 6 were amazing. And for me, it was all about like the lightsaber battles and the, the, the lasers and the pew pew and like all those different things. The TIE fighters, like I loved it. Loved Star Wars. Great. Was on board. 1, 2, and 3 come out. And I literally went from I love Star Wars to where I hated, I hated Star Wars. I was like, I'm done with Star Wars. I can't stand them. I'm over it. Like, I'm just done. I'm done. Clone Wars comes out. I'm like, why couldn't have they made one, two, and three like Clone Wars? Like, Vader got turned into yeah. a pansy, but then you see in Clone Wars, it's like there's some depth. There's leadership there. There's there's qualities that make him Vader. <clears throat> Not Vader the tyrant, but Vader strategic, Vader strength, Vader like tactical moves. Like he was. Well, now wait a second. How do you, how, and I think this is a good conversation. How do you think Vader became a pansy? The Hayden Christensen, like pansy Vader, like the whining, the sound of music ripoff when it comes to episode two. Like I I somewhat agree, but however, if you look. At four, five, and six, how was Luke in A New Hope? True, he was a pansy, whiny little bitch. That's a great. Point. That I is mean, true. That is true. It, it's it's it, and I think, but and this is just my opinion. But I think that you saw the progression of Luke in four, five, and six, but you also saw the progression of Anakin through one, two, and three. So you saw the little kid. And then you saw him starting really to get that anger. Yeah. And then episode three, like he is just flat out pissed off and he's going to slaughter some MFers, dude. Like that's, and I think now again, I don't want to stop you on your opinion. I just wanted to throw that in there, but go ahead. I I would say that 
sorry, I was going to say just real quick. I mean, going back to the lightsaber scenes, Duel of Fates it was, oh. with uh, Qui-Gon, e, uh, uh, Obi, and Maul. Yes, I mean, that I was awesome. Chills still. I love that oh. scene, by the way. So, well, To like, this day, I agree with you, to this day. For me, chills. though, like you saw Anakin, the emotional side, right? And that does play a key component. But to me, you you forgot to tell the other side of the story. You only gave us one dimensional, and I think this is why people hated the actor that played the actor that played Anakin because you you only saw the whiny side, you only saw the emotional side. You didn't see he's a great general, he's a great leader, he's got these attributes. You didn't see that, and I felt like the animated series of Clone Wars restored that piece. So, had they taken and shown a movie where you see the progression of Anakin? like they did, but added the strategic and the battling side too. And like, not just him fighting, but him like saying, Hey, maybe we should try this radical idea, but I really think it's going to work. And strategically it does. That's what I thought the animated series gave us that the movies missed. Like it showed him as a one dimensional character and a one dimensional actor, which is not true. I like him for Anakin. I hated the scripting the way they wrote it out. And to me, it's like, okay, I feel like you could have cut out half those movies with how much they draw those things out and added like maybe some other things to give the characters more depth than what they did. And so for me, I went hating it. And then seven, eight, nine came out. Love seven, eight. I'll take it because you have to. I love nine. I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One to me is my Rogue favorite one. movie. Rogue of One all time. is fantastic. Rogue One was was Agreed. phenomenal. But it, the reason it was, and I think that a lot of people kind of fear getting away from Skywalker, and while Skywalker is a big piece there, you had a you had an original story line. You had you did you know they weren't in that, and I think that that's what they're starting to realize now. Hey, we can we don't really have to stay in that lane. We don't have to go with the the Skywalker storyline. We don't have to do that. But Clone Wars, and and going back, I think Clone Wars, in a way. Like you said, it really did wrap up a lot of the I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of the, the questions the white space between yeah it, it, it building up to episode three and and you know just trying to understand more and realizing you know this is canon they're saying this is canon this is actually in here and so you're like oh you know um, yep. you know the whole the, the visions that Yoda had you know and, and the lost episodes were great when they released that season of lost episodes i thought this is fantastic this is really good and um you know we're getting so much good content coming right now from dave filoni um you know i think that you know with with what he's done with mandalorian what he did with clone wars what they're going to do who knows what bad batch is going to be like when it comes out here in a couple weeks oh so well and then you know I this is my this is this is how I feel about the way Disney Plus and Disney's going with Star Wars. Um, I think a the person that's over Star Wars should go. You give it to John Favreau, kind of like what you did with Kevin Feige. John Favreau knows how this should be. Look at what he did with Mandalorian. Yeah. Look at what he did with he built the there. MCU Get out of there. Yeah, he I built agree. the MCU with Iron Man. He built it, and then Disney took it over and made it what it is. Yeah. Let him build Star Wars. Give it to him. Give him Star Wars. Like, he's earned it with Mandalorian. He's earned it. The fans would love it. He's got a vision. He always has. Look at Elf and the other stuff he's done. 
I want more Favreau in my life when it comes to Star Wars. I do. Like, he's amazing. He gets it. it. Here's the question I have for you. What direction do you want them to go in? Do you want to go further past this timeline of 789? Or do you want to go back to the Knights of the Old Republic? I want it all. I want it all. Like, I want an MCU-style Star Wars. I want to know the history and the backstories. I want Knights of the Old Republic. I want to see the Knights of Ren as well. And I I want to see everything in between. Like, I liked Solo. I know a lot of people didn't like Solo, but for me... I loved it. Yeah. Right? Because it it told you a story that you wanted to hear, you wanted to see. It gave you, like, Mm -hmm. the in-betweens. And then they teased us a little bit with Darth Maul at the end of that. And it's like, man, like, to bring a live-action screen series or something with showing Darth Maul and his evolution... Would that not be great? And so, like for me, I I want to see Disney build this out right. I want to see, I want to see the Mandalorians. I want to see like their whole storyline, all the things that they're doing with the animated series. I think is is on track. Like it's what the fans want to see. Now let's bring it into series and to live action movies. Let's 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 finish it out. Let's build it out. Yeah. Well, and I think I and I think they're they're starting to at least in the comic book world. And Jesse, I don't know how much you follow in the comics, but like they just came out with the Old Republic comics. Uh, well, I say just. It was probably last year at this point. Yeah. Um, quarantine's got me all jacked. <laughs> um, but like they also started three other series, right? So there's a Star Wars series that's taken place between um, New Hope and Empire that I've been, I started reading. There's a Bounty Hunter series. Uh, you know, it's focused on Bo- Boba Fett and the Bounty Hunters. And then there's uh, a Darth Vader series as well that's taking place kind of along that same timeline. So, like, I feel like the comic books are making a little bit more of a stride, which I feel in the past for for maybe other films has started that progression in film. So I'm hoping that, like, I would love to see an Old Republic film first Yes. I think before I, I want to see post seven, eight, nine. Um, that's just my opinion. But like, I, I haven't finished all the books yet. I've I'm I'm way behind on my reading. But um, I just think that the the books are starting to really piece things together. I mean, the last one I read, and this was again, I think it was last year uh, when Luke loses his lightsaber after Vader cuts his hand off, that's almost where the first Star Wars comic book or the third issue, I think, in picks up is what happens to the lightsaber and how he gets it back after that whole scene in A New Hope where he chops his hand off. Like, so I'm hoping that we can see some of that on film. I would like to see the Knights of Ren, uh, but I really want to see, Jesse, you mentioned him. Why can I not think of his uh, name? Revan. Revan. Darth Revan. Yeah. Darth Revan. Yep. And yes. they were saying Keanu had a good shot at playing him, but Ooh. I don't think I think Keanu's way busy for that. Um, yeah. I like that casting though. But I'd go that route. I, dude, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. But that's you know I'm hoping that with the way the books are going now, like I would even like to see a trilogy between four, five, and six, and seven, eight, nine. Like, I want to see what happens in between all this time 
you know, even if you bring Ray, like I think she said she's done, but like even if you bring Ray and a young Kylo in at some point, like as kids, like I don't know, man. I, there's just so many directions they can go with it, and there's so many things that I want to um, see. And that I think that was the big the big letdown for a lot of fans coming into this new trilogy that just released, but um, was that you had some buildup, you know, yep. Snoke. You know, everybody wanted to know who Snoke was. I remember that was the conversation piece after we come out of the, that movie. It was, oh my gosh, who's Snoke? You know, so everybody started thinking, you know, the theories started going on. What does this mean? You know, who is, who's Ray? Who's the, what lineage is she? Is she Obi-Wan's granddaughter or daughter? Or, you know, what, who, who, what, you know, and then, yep. but I think, I think that that's, you know, what was so wonderful about, you know, the original trilogy was, you had all this unknown and it was just all speculation and you talked about it. Right. Um, I remember uh, shadows of the empire, which was set in between yeah. empire and, and, and Jedi. Yes. It was a fantastic novel, fantastic storyline. I'd love to see a series on it. that. You could play the video game. Oh my gosh. Yep. Phenomenal. But you got, you got all this stuff in here. You get, you know, like how Leia goes and takes on to learn, you know, to become the bounty hunter so that she can, you know, get into Jabba's palace. This whole, like you found out who IG 88 was, you know, the bounty hunter that was yep. on the, 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 the bridge in front of Darth Vader as he's hiring out the bounty hunters. You know, so you have all this lore about bounty hunters. Um, so I think, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that you don't have that, type of excitement from a newer generation of Star Wars fans coming out here. But I, I think one of the things, and while I love Batu and I love Galaxy's Edge at Disney World, one thing mm-hmm. that I will say, I think that it misses the connection points with a lot of people because you're not as drawn into Batu. You don't have a connection to Batu. Whereas right. had true. it been Tatooine, Moss Eisley, I mean oh. It, you would have, I mean, it would, you would have been months trying to get in there because nobody, you know, people would have come from everywhere to see this. And that's not to say that that can't be built upon and they can't expand this, but it's just that idea of the connection and you don't have that deep draw into Batu. Um, Millennium Falcon, yes, it's there. Um, you do need to yep. see it. It is fantastic. And, you oh, know, yeah. I'm probably going to be stupid and pay whatever price I have to, to go to this, this galaxy cruiser, you know, that they're building the heart, the hotel. Oh. I will do it. Oh yeah. Let, let's know? talk about that uh, for a second yeah. because yeah. I'm so I lived in Florida, you know, me and my wife, we had season passes. We were going excited. We, we loved rise of the resistance because it was like walking into yeah. an actual like starfighter and you see it was all our star cruiser and you see all these, Stormtroopers, the oh. hanging TIE fighters. It was amazing. Everything I to cried. scale. I was like being yeah. a little kid. And then we find out about the cruise ship and it's like, oh, holy cow. Like, this would be amazing. And so, yep. Jesse, I, I know a little bit about this and you probably know more than I do. This, this Star Cruiser basically is kind of like a hotel, but it kind of operates as a cruise ship on land, if I'm not mistaken. And you would check in right. for like a three night like hotel stay, and you would have like the 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 windows are screens, and it's like you're flying into galaxy, you're taking off, you're landing, and you're basically on a cruise ship, and it stops at the port, which is where you get off to Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge, right? So so elaborate more on your knowledge on that and how it worked because 
that would be so amazing to go to. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, and, and it's, it's kind of funny how this idea has evolved over the last couple of years. And I mean, when they first announced what they were doing, and I think a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, we're getting a star Wars hotel, you know, but then it, it was like, okay, we're not just doing a star Wars hotel. We're doing an immersive experience and it's going to be, uh, you know, a, you know, a true experience for star Wars fans. So when mm-hmm. you check in there, you, you know, the cast members are in character. So you're not talking to a Disney cast member. You're talking to somebody who's, uh, you know, um, a, a ship hand or whatever on, on this galactic cruiser and you have your quarters. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the things that is exciting about this experience is the, the fact that you're here. It's a role play. Like you're coming into this with a, a storyline of whatever, and for whatever reason, you have business on that too. And the idea is, is that this is supposed to flow throughout, not only in the, the Galactic Cruiser, but on land when you're in Batu, um, something's supposed to happen with the cast members to know, you know, you're a pilot there looking for spare parts or you're a, you know, what? you're recruiting something like that. And, and, and there were these, almost like Westworld in modern day for this. Exactly. It, it's exactly because because I don't know if you guys remember when they first announced this at uh, at uh, D23 several years ago. I think it was 20, I don't know, 16 when they announced it, mm-hmm. maybe 20, yeah. 2015. I can't remember one of those. Um, but the idea was is they were going to have roaming droids come through the land. You were going to have droids in Batu, And then based on some kind of technology, whether it be a magic band or your your cell phone, the app that you've downloaded or whatever, it was going to have some type of identifier for you. And when you go past that droid, they're going to know, Hey, you just flew the million Falcon and you crashed it. Um, they were going to, there was going to be some type of interaction with the droids Ooh. there. Um, so we, ha- we didn't get that full um, unveiling of that. And I don't think it's over with. I think that that's going to happen because I think, you know, Disney is good about shelving ideas and saying, okay, well, we're not doing this yet, but we're, we're going to, we're going to make it happen. COVID slowed it down a little bit. Right. COVID, you know, there were some other factors in there, I think, but um, I think to complete this experience and, and because it's really going to be a once in a lifetime type of experience for people, because uh, I mean, it's going to be expensive. So I doubt people are going to just come back and make this a year annual thing and one, I don't know that it will be more than that. So I think it's going to have to be an experience that you're just, it's going to, it's going to have to be something that's catered straight to the Star Wars fan. And I think also, you know, that we're talking on this is I think it's going to have to have some type of guaranteed access to Rise of Resistance to where you're mm-hmm. not having to wait in line for it. Because I think that that's only going to be fair for people that are doing this, cru- the, the cruiser experience, really, to be honest Agreed. with you. But Maybe yeah, they do like I mean, a before hours or after before. hours type of thing to get people in yeah. and out. So, and and the pricing you were talking about, like I read somewhere it was going to be like fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars for like a three three yeah. night stay, two night stay, whatever the case yeah. may be. Woo. Like Absolutely. people were talking about, like yeah. I'm going to take out a loan just to do this type of thing, just to do it. <laughs> in the name I of would. research, it's in the name of research, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys see that they're they actually are testing and and they haven't re- unveiled anything about this you can't find it but a source has leaked that disney has actually i've seen the prototype drawing the blueprint of it 
but the actual working lightsaber. Now, obviously, we know it's not an act, actual it's lightsaber because there's no way they're going to mass produce these things. You know, weapons of, <laughs> yeah, beyond right. But, yeah. but they've got something <laughs> that's going to replicate the actual heel that draws up. You know, the, the actual saber sword. That's going to oh. be awesome. Whatever it is, I mean, it's just shut up and take my money, Disney. Just, just do it. Oh. You know? <laughs> you're you're appealing Man, to the Star it, Wars nerd in me. I mean, uh, after- exactly. Well, and that's one thing. Like when we lived in Florida, we had Disney season passes. I mean, you know, we did the Millennium Falcon. We did. We built the droids. We did all that. We just never got to go in and build a lightsaber. That was the one thing I wanted to do. And we didn't get to do it before we left Florida. But one of these days we'll get to do it. But if man, if they do something like that. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll take a I'll take a. um I'll take a loan out to do it. Come on. Let's go. Let's go right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nope. For me. I agree. You know, for, for me, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I yeah, th- this would be amazing. And, like, part of me is like, man, could they get it there? Could they get it there? And so yeah. I think they can because if you look at what Disney has done with their animations, they've always been into technology with everything that they've done mm-hmm. and then rise of the resistance. And okay. So for me being spoiled, living near Orlando, going there quite often, moving out to the West coast, yep. I've got Disneyland, which is a lot smaller, but they do have rise of the resistance and they do have like the Bay doors yep. and they do have uh, smugglers run. So it's like, okay, I at least still get that, which is kind of cool. Um, I also hear there's like difference in characters too. So in Orlando, you've got like, uh, 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 Kylo Ren, and you've got Chewbacca, but to get to Vader, you have to have a special Disney credit card to get to that access and that that point. Here in, in Calif- Orlando, correct? In Orlando, here in California, Disneyland, Vader's one of the main <clears throat> characters that's here, not Kylo Ren. Um, which I'm kind of excited to see. Okay, a do, well, they do character made and greets, and then B, like what characters they have, because I've also seen like images and pictures with people with Bubba Fett. I'm like, I've never saw Bubba Fett in Disney World ever. Ever. So except oh. for on the stage, right? Oh he's yeah. he's there. No on the he's stage. There. Yeah on the stage, yeah I was gonna say. Outside of yeah. that, like never able to get a picture with him, right? No. I, right? I'm wondering like how that works here. So like yeah. Yeah. So few things happening with Disney Plus. I know they released a new Star Wars animated series also for the old school fans that love Ewoks, I am one. Carnival of uh, wait no, Lovely. it's the uh, Carnival of Courage and Battle of Endor are now on Disney Plus, which I've been searching for for my kids for forever, and I didn't want to pay thirty dollars or twenty dollars or whatever it was to buy it. I'm like, man, I just want them to watch it once. Like, I don't know, I'd own it, but like Disney Plus came through. It's, yep. it's rough. It's it is rough when you get older. I mean, it was great when you were younger, but. Grindel, oh, yeah. I think, and 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 uh, Wicket, Wicket is there. So you got Wicket. Warwick oh, Davis yeah. who plays. So um, fantastic. You know the Ewoks are great. They are. They are. But yeah, they're. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that was that was one of my favorites. I mean, I don't know if you guys can see. Those of you on Spotify won't be able to, but if you follow us on YouTube, like I've got an Endor poster over here that I got from Epcot. Well, dude, I just noticed I that. I've never seen son. that before. I never paid attention bought, to that. Bought it for my son. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's signed by an original artist that did this. And it was during the, um, the arts festival at Epcot. And oh, they nice. had like this massive Star Wars area. Well, it just happened that the artist that drew this, he had several posters, but he was there in signing. And so like, that's one of the things I miss about Disney is that you can get, you know, like once in a lifetime thing, like this is going to be, my son doesn't want in his room now. Like he's too cool. He's 10, you know, I get it, whatever. I'm 41. I love it. It's going to be right here in my office. Um, but like, that's, that's one of the things I miss. And I think that's one of the cool things about star Wars too, is that you can get stuff like this by an original artist. And it, and this was actually a very reasonable price. Uh, he signed it for Zach. He did all that good stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, it, to me, like Star Wars was my life for a very long time. I have, and I know, I think we're running out of time here, Finney, but I think that like, I've got two or three or four bins full of 90 Star Wars toys still in the package. Like, and this is when I was, you know, when you were chasing them down, young. hunting the, uh, the barcodes and making sure oh. you got the first editions that came out by Kenner. I remember those. Jesse, listen, ride with me and my buddy, Adam. So, <laughs> That's a good story. So me and my buddy, Adam, right? So you'll recognize the guy here in the middle. That's Peter Mayhew. <laughs> yep. Chewbacca okay. himself. Oh, that's awesome. Exactly. Peter Mayhew, may he rest in peace. Yep. But when we, when we started our like massive, like horde collecting almost, you know, when we had 20 or 30 extra bucks out of a paycheck, we would go to Toys R Us and we printed out, I mean, pages, pages of UPC numbers of first edition Kenner toys. And so we went through Toys R Us, and this is right before Kenner sold to Hasbro. So once Hasbro took over, Hasbro can kiss my ass. They were bad. But um, but they... Uh, Anyways, so yeah, so we start. That was a shenanigans moment. I feel like I'm pretty sure my internet just paused. You're right. But, um, <laughs> but, gotta yeah, love that. Hasbro God interfering. Bless. That was Hasbro. Yeah, I back. mean, don't exactly. talk bad about Hasbro, I mean, bro. You know, but before, well, uh, you know, they probably hate me because I have all Kenner toys. I don't have any Hasbro. Yeah. That's what I thought about Hasbro toys. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we used to go to Toys R Us. And we would literally sift through each individual toy, you know, action figure and pick out the ones with the right barcode. And so I've got four bins full of them. Unfortunately, they're sitting in my garage right now. I don't have enough room in here to display them. But um, that was another big thing that I was I was hoping we could get into tonight was like collecting. Like, Jesse, is there anything that you have, uh, you know, like collector wise? Is there anything that you started collecting Star Wars wise? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, um, okay. I figured there was, that's why yeah. I wanted to ask. <laughs> gosh. All right. So, um, you know, my, obviously I think. So hey, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but let's, uh, we're running out of time and I think this is going to a great, great, great direction. Maybe we do a part B. What do y'all think? Y'all think we can do a part B? Like do a part A, part B? Absolutely. 
All right. Well, let's Absolutely. go ahead and end yeah, it here. So let's go ahead. Guys, and then we're, we're going to start. Down now. Yep. So. Absolutely. Yep. So we'll go ahead and shut it down now, guys. Um, we will do a part B to this series because uh, I definitely want to get into collecting with Jesse uh, and Finney as well because I know he's got some things as well. So, uh, yeah, Finney, let's, uh, let's wrap it and um, we'll see you on the next show. That's right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure that, uh, you know, you, you like us, follow us, share us with your friends and everything. Um, and you know what? Go out and take part in some shenanigans tonight. Have some fun. Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you next time.